I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding, and welcome back to another week of Animation and Beyond. Yes, and on this episode, we're talking about the one and only Will Vinton. Will Vinton, you may have heard this name from a recent 2021 documentary about his life called Clay Dream, or you might have heard it in many other contexts. He was involved in so many things, and we're going to get into some of that stuff today. Yeah. But first, we're going to do a quick word of the day, just to make sure that everyone is on the same page about a very important process to much of Will Vinton's work. It's time for word of the day, new words, you can say new words for your rhymes and for your wordplay. By the time you leave this video, you'll be smarter than you was before. It's time for word of the day, new words, you can say new words. It is stop motion. Stop motion is a technique of animation that people use and take shots of realistic objects and move them by taking one one shot to another with a camera. Yeah. So I think of stop motion kind of like, Ezra, did you ever make a flip book? Yeah, I remember those. Like, um... Where you draw a slightly different drawing on each page of a notepad and then when you flip all the pages really quickly it looks like the objects in the drawing are moving and yeah i have one of those and i've seen those and i've created those yeah don't you think that's kind of a form of stop motion animation yeah it is yeah claymation is a form of stop motion animation it is which is also stop motion or some like puppetoons some early classic stop motion shorts from the 1940s, and Rankin-based specials such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Totally. And so with claymation, the stop motion is centered around images of clay figures. So the base is clay rather than a photograph or a drawing. But regardless, the process is the same. You're taking slightly different images of a scene and then playing them together one after another really, really fast in order to make the movement happen. The adult sketch comedy Robot Chicken is stop motion. Yeah, it is. Or a lot of things are stop motion animation. We don't even really recognize it because some are higher quality and some are just done with different format, done with different media. Why is it called stop motion, Ezra? Because it stops, then it goes again. And then it goes again, like depending on the camera shots. Yeah. So when in the animation is it stopped? Is the scene stopped? Like after like a body part moves or whatever. Yeah. And then when is it moving? At the next part. Yeah. So right afterwards. So it's a really fast back and forth of you're seeing a still image and then it's switching to a new image and then a still image and then it's switching to a new image. So there are little, unlike computer animation, there are little tiny little nuances of in between those images that do get lost. But... For what it is, you know, these thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of images that stop motion uses, it looks really, really good. Like any of those films that Ezra just listed, any of those specials, you know, those are all stop motion animated and they look great. Yeah. What is the problem with stop motion, Ezra? What are the challenges? Um, It takes time to make with depending on the models and the cameras and the shots and how to make it look perfect. Yeah, it's really labor intensive. And what happens if something gets messed up in one of those images? They have to go back to that and fix it. 
Yeah. And they don't just have to fix that one with the mistake in it. They have to fix a bunch of the things around it usually too. If you're changing something, it's going to be, you know, that object's going to be in maybe a thousand images. So it can be very, very labor intensive and hiring all those artists to create the scenes can be very expensive. So my understanding is that is a big obstacle to why stop motion isn't used as much anymore now that we have computer animation, which is cheaper and software-based. A lot of stop motion animated work does, however, use some digital effects despite being mainly stop motion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's nowadays, anything made with stop motion is still digital because they're using a digital mechanism to run the images together, right? It's not like when they were first creating films where there are literally drawings that are being thrown behind a screen really quickly. Yeah. Or behind a projector. Yeah. What are some of your favorite stop motion films, Ezra? Wallace and Gromit, Chicken Run, The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Corpse Bride, Coraline, Shaun the Sheep, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Wow. Yeah. All great examples. And people would recognize those. And maybe you didn't even know they were stop motion. So yeah, there you go. That is what is happening when you see stop motion animated film. And that's the name for the process that is used a lot by Will Vinton, who we're going to talk about in our future presentation. So Will Vinton, Ezra, who was Will Vinton? He was a stop motion animator known for his claymation work, such as the California Raisins, the Oscar winning short Closed Mondays. Yeah, yeah. You know, he got his start at the University of California, Berkeley, where he studied architecture, actually. But then he started working in film. He was in 35 millimeter film for a while. He did a bunch of films in that. And then he kind of piloted the popular way of using clay to animate really entertaining, new, visually engaging films. Yeah. What was the first thing that made him famous, would you say, Ezra? Probably Closed Mondays, a short film from 1974. Yeah. Yeah. That got his name out there. That was his production alone, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, in um, the 1980s, he came up with the California Raisins, which you mentioned earlier. Who were they? They were a group of hilarious singing raisins, which are which we know are just shrunken, dried out, wrinkled grapes. Yeah. And they sing and dance. Yeah. Do you know the song, Heard It Through the Grapevine? I think I have. Yeah. Um, the California Raisins, they were around, I think, until like the 90s. And but they have had a re- legacy appearing in various media. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Raisins got famous singing that song. I heard it through the grapevine, which was a song put out by Marvin Gaye. And the pun is that, you know, like you said, raisins are dried up grapes. And so heard it through the grapevine, a bunch of raisins singing, heard it through the grapevine. It was all part of a uh, TV spot for the California Raisin Advisory Board, actually. And they were utilized in Sunmade, the the raisin company. They were used, utilized in Sunmade commercials. Yeah, Sunmade, the raisin brand. Yep. And Will Vinton actually did the characters for a bunch of different commercial companies like 
Do you know the Noid from Domino's Pizza in the 90s? What's the Noid? Uh, he was a character that was used in advertising for Domino's Pizza in the 90s. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. He was revived this past year, I heard. Yeah. Sounds like a really funny commercial for Domino's Pizza. Yeah, he was. And Will Vinton also did the original red, yellow, blue, green, and orange M&M characters. Yes, who were computer animated. Well, originally they were stop motion, but nowadays in the commercials they see they're computer animated. Yes, but I mean, they were created by Will Vinton. Yes, I see, and they're some the most iconic candy mascots. The original look of the M&Ms looked different prior to the 90s. True, true. So it's interesting, Will Vinton designed the characters introduced in the 90s, we know, of one of the most popular candy brands. Absolutely. You know, he just really had a knack for creating these really visually interesting characters. Yes, like the red milk chocolate M&M and the yellow peanut M&M. Mm-hmm. So what else was Will Vinton involved with later in his career when he was when he was his own LLC and he was airing his own films? I know he did, I remember, do some things for the California Science Center when I was a kid called the Globeheads, teaching about being eco-friendly and Electra, which features a, some, somebody who teaches about electricity. Oh, cool. Didn't he also do uh, a, like a horror special or like a Christmas special? Called Will Bitten's Claymation Christmas from the 1980s. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. He also did a, a Claymation Easter in the 1990s. Yes. So he was recruited by CBS to do a bunch of specials that were all obviously stop motion animated and actually Ezra I read that it was Will Vinton that coined and copyrighted the term claymation Hmm. which of course has been used for like Artemis Wallace and Gromit and things like that yeah I mean clay the word claymation is pretty much synonymous with any clay-based animation stop motion animation process now but it's it was his word he came up with that Some of the other things he was involved with, like Disney's 2006 animated film, The Wild, as well as a 1985 Disney film called Return to Oz, which did have some some stop motion in it as well. And weren't the special effects in that film nominated for an Oscar? Yes, despite how when it first came out, it was a financial flop and received a mixed reaction. Oh, interesting. Probably because it was too scary and dark for younger kids. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, Will Vinton was definitely part of some more experimental stuff. He did a couple shows. He did some TV shows like Gary and Mike, which is kind of a cult classic on TV now is my understanding. He also animated stuff for Sesame Street. Oh, really? Like what? I'm gonna get you with a little orange ball. Oh, fun. Called Cecile, which was clay animated segments from the 1990s he did for Sesame Street. You know, honestly, that does make sense. Sesame Street, you know, was going to have anyone who was up and coming in the animation world involved. Yes. And I remember those when I was little from earlier episodes and things when they used those segments on the show. Cool. They must have looked certainly a little different than the rest of the show, huh? With puppets? Me and a lot of others around my age, when we were little, found them a little creepy. That's fair. I used to find Wallace and Gromit pretty creepy, honestly. Yeah, me too. The nature of clay as a base is that it can be 
a little harsher looking like shadows can be darker because they're real shadows and you know the goofy kind of look to the face can definitely come across as a little spooky so or another good example like that which some people may have also found a little creepy gumby gumby yeah absolutely i know a lot of people who found that one creepy yes and i used to be obsessed with gumby when i was younger and gumby's like those old clay cartoon shorts and i thought they were interesting yeah well i don't think you're very phased by how clay inherently looks are you ezra no well plasticine is the clay used when they made wallace and gromit oh interesting what other clays have been used in claymation i'm not sure but i'm sure some probably used play-doh children's modeling clay yeah i mean whatever it is it just has to be malleable and actually so there was a there's a documentary made by will vinton and some of his co-creators about their clay making process and that i think was called clay dreams clay dreams it's not the documentary about him it's the show that he and his co-creators made in it you can see their process for creating a clay figurine and how they have these little metal racks that then they put a bunch of clay on top of and then they form the clothes and the limbs and the face and the you know hair and then they're able to move it and there's a really cool little montage uh in the in that documentary that shows that which i thought was really interesting i see Will Bitten passed away a few years ago in 2018 at the age of 70, but his legacy lives on. Definitely, especially in this new documentary about his life. Have you seen it, Ezra? I haven't seen it yet, but I want to, and I think it looks interesting. It does. It's got a bunch of people interviewed talking about Will Vinton and his work and what motivated and inspired him. I know, and he's also the founder of Leica, which is known for movies such as Coraline. Absolutely. We can't leave that out. He has such a legacy in that film production studio, though it did have a few rough years. I know. The other films Leica did were had, had were associated with Will Vinton, along with, I think, the 2005 movie The Corpse Bride, directed by Tim Burton. So that's nice that his films not only were widely appreciated while he was alive, but are going to carry on his legacy and his work into the future by being such beloved universal long-lasting films i know shall we go ahead and get into trivia ezra yes so we have to answer last week's question which was what country in africa is tarzan supposed to take place in and i've got the answer for this one the answer is cameroon which is in West Africa. It's known for its jungles and its beautiful parks. I did read that they did some of the scouting for one of the Tarzan movies at a park in Uganda where they looked at the, where they studied gorillas for animating gorillas. However, seems like based on context clues, the country that makes the most sense as the actual setting of the original Tarzan story is Cameroon. So there's your answer. Yeah. And this week, Ezra, we've got to ask about Will Vinton. What show from the Jim Henson Company did Will Vinton do an episode for in the 80s? If you think you know the answer to that tricky, tricky question, 
Be sure to listen in next week on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! Goodbye!